0: It's time for another podcast rewind. And in this episode, we're revisiting a guide to using AI in your digital marketing. We'll be looking at how AI tools like ChatGPT and Google Bard can help you with some of the most important digital marketing tasks. Enjoy. You've heard of chat GPT, you've heard of GPT 4 you've heard of mid journey, you've heard of all of these AI tools, or maybe you haven't if you haven't, that's totally cool. But there is one thing that cannot be denied. And that is there is so much buzz in the marketing world about AI, what these tools mean for marketers, how they can do some pieces of the digital marketing puzzle, how they can't do others. Well, in today's episode, we're going to be breaking down AI marketing 101, helping you understand the capabilities of these tools, They're limitations and how we're experimenting and using them inside Exposure Ninja. So if you want to leverage, if you want to get more work for your time that you're putting in, these AI tools can be fantastic. Let's go. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja. We're a digital marketing agency helping our clients generate more leads and sales through their websites. And that is exactly what this podcast is all about. Now, AI is everywhere. Never has something been so buzzy that I can remember in the history of the internet. And to be honest, with fairly good reason, there is the potential in this tech to massively, massively, Disrupt not just marketers' workflows, but actually the search engines that we're getting so much of our traffic from. So, there are questions about long term future for search engines and all that type of stuff. Today, we're talking about how we use the tools that are available to us right now to do bits of our work to help us get more time and money leverage. So, if you're worried that you'll miss the AI wagon, don't be. Today, we're going to be looking at the how to make the most of these AI tools with some examples of how to use them in different industries. There's going to be something here for everyone. So first up, what is AI marketing? Well, look, it- in short, obviously, it's the use of artificial intelligence in marketing. <laughs> Clever title that but in long AI tools are often trained across the web. So the tools that we're talking about things like chat GPT, these have been trained on massive amounts of existing content much more than a human can. This means two things. Firstly, it means that they can accumulate a lot of industry or niche specific knowledge far more than any human can. Secondly, they can also be incredibly convincing even on topics they have absolutely no knowledge about so good news, bad news, they can be convincing, but also bad news, they can be convincing liars. So we're going to use these tools to be doing all sorts of things like creating content, making uh, suggestions for social media posts, writing emails for us, creating video scripts, and more. Now, marketers are getting a decent ROI from AI tools, other people selling courses on how to use them, but still plenty of marketers are dipping their toes into these AI tools and discovering that they have great powers, but also plenty of limitations, meaning at the moment, you won't fully replace a human marketer in any particular role with an AI one. Although I'm sure that will change over time. But here's how you can start using AI in your marketing and the best tools to help you out like a little digital assistant. So what are some popular AI tools and what is their purpose? Well, chat GPT is the undoubtedly the AI tool that pushed things along in the world of AI and made the most headlines. Because it's not just marketing focused. Yes, it does a good job of some marketing tasks. But because it is very broad and has information about a whole bunch of topics. I was asking it about magnesium deficiency in people who sweat a lot during intense cardio exercise, for example, and it did a much better job of answering my questions than my cardiologist and neurologist did. It knows a lot of stuff. Now it's an advanced chatbot, it's designed to give a human response It's only trained up until 2021. So the data that's been fed is only up until 2021. But people expect it to know current trends or inspire their marketing, for instance, they're going to be disappointed. But it can do a pretty good job of guessing at that type of stuff anyway, because it's been trained on such a huge volume of data. So if you ask it a question like write me five Google ads for an accounting firm, you're going to get some total generic rubbish. But if you ask it a more tailored question like, hey, I run an accounting firm, Who works with clients in the USA, you have an annual revenue of between 500k and 1 million in the agricultural sector, please can you write me some Google ads targeting new customers, you'll get a much better response. Now it won't be perfect. There are going to be things that uh, marketers add into their ads, sort of not knowing that they're adding them in, which are missing in AI generated ads, but it'll get you a good part of the way there. And of course, the caveat here, the other caveat here is that any experienced marketer is going to know what good looks like better than an exp- in an experienced one. So I've seen a whole bunch of videos on TikTok where people have been like, Oh, look, I've got AI to like write this ad, or write this copy or design this landing page for me. There was a great video on YouTube of someone who had AI sort of uh, between Midjourney and ChatGPT create a website for him to sell this fictional shoe. And the comments were people being blown away by how amazing this website was that was going to design this shoe uh, that was going to sell this shoe. But what people were actually being blown away was by the beautiful design of this site, actually, the the sales elements the the components of that site that would actually make the sale were totally missing. Okay, because the person driving that the person prompting the tools didn't know what they didn't know, they didn't know that those things were going to be important didn't know that there needed to be a CTA and the place that it needed to be they didn't know that they need to pack it with credibility and you know uh uh um uh, objection handling triggers above the fold. They just didn't know these things, so they built something that looked beautiful, and everyone stands back and claps. But that's exactly the sort of site that we will be sent to review five weeks later from the business who's saying, "Hey, we've just paid loads of money, or we've just had this new site designed, and it's not doing anything for us. What's wrong?" So these tools can be very convincing, and sometimes, unless you actually know what goes into an effective piece of marketing, or If you know your business very well, unless you know some of the the tells that would give away that the person or the tool that is writing about your business doesn't actually have legit knowledge, then sometimes those things can be missed. And that can make the difference. So we do need to be careful with these tools. Remember that these tools like ChatGPT, they're designed to produce literally average answers to average questions. That's exactly what they're there for. Okay. Now ChatGPT led Bing to release their Bing Chat AI and Google to announce their own AI powered search called Bard. I think they left it live for like a very small amount of time. Uh, The demo went horribly wrong, their stock price tanks, but Google will be back. Google will bring out its chat thing and it will be mega, we would assume. Bing runs off chat GPT, And to be fair, it's also been producing some absolutely shocking answers. Uh, there was all sorts of stuff about people being encouraged to kill themselves and all this type of stuff, which we're not going to go into. But still, it's a giant step forward. And it'll be so interesting to see how this and these types of tools impacts organic traffic via Bing. And in the future, Google as well, SEO as a whole will change if people start using chatbot AO more, because informational search may exist solely in the chat interface for example, this could lead to a potential loss of websites and uh, traffic and conversions for top of funnel search terms, it will have a similar impact, we believe to featured snippets, but the AI might not even link to the original content it got the answer from or the answer may be from a collection of different sources. So it can't even accurately attribute where it got its knowledge from. It'll be really interesting to see how the advertising products work in Bing chat and eventually Google's chat as well. Will we see ads alongside Bing chat as Bing chat takes us to a new section above the search results? Or will it get its own page away from the search results? Will it embed some of the references? Will they be sponsored links from the advertisers? Who knows? And I expect we will see their advertising offering That integrates with the chat side of things evolve as time goes on. There is a learn more included links at the bottom of the results as well, and there's reference numbers throughout the text. So at the moment, Bing is suggesting that it's trying to drive traffic through to the underlying pages where it's getting that information from. Whether this is anything more than paying lip service so that it hopes it doesn't get hit by lawsuits, claiming that it's scraping and making money off people's uh, of the content on their website without giving them any traffic remains to be seen. Who knows how much traffic websites will actually be getting from Bing chat versus the amount that they're losing through having those informational search queries answered actually in the search window. Now it's likely for SEOs that as these search based chat assistants evolve, the goal won't be to take the number one reference spot. So actually getting to the top of the answer results, won't necessarily be the goal, but we'll likely want to offer the best part of the answer knowing that that's going to be the result that most people are going to be clicking on. Now, of course, you might want to start improving your marketing now if you want to rank in these chat responses, and you can use the AI tools to help you more coming soon on exactly how to rank for bing chat and google search chat as well once it comes out so subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already for updates on this we are working on some guides very soon The team at Explosion Ninja also make use of Jasper AI and Surfer which guide them while writing content. Now we don't put out any content at the moment solely written by an AI tool, but we do use them to help us brainstorm content. Our position internally at the moment is that because Google has been fairly clear that it wants to rank content written by people for people, we see it as still fairly risky to publish AI generated content on the websites. We are doing some tests to see if it's possible to get pure AI content uh, published and ranked. Um, But there is always a danger that because it is going in direct contravention to Google search guidelines, there is a possible site wide penalty Uh, risk later on and they have been fairly clear that the penalty for um, falling foul of the helpful content update which is where they reference by humans for humans is potential site-wide penalties so this is a very high risk thing to do even though logic tells you that at some point every website will be publishing AI generated content at least partially now we see a lot of people using AI tools wrong wasting time and therefore money so if you're going to be using these AI tools good idea to sort of use them properly My main Tip first of all is to not treat them like a human marketer. So, a human marketer has marketing specific knowledge and it will carry out instructions given that knowledge. Whereas these AI tools, they need instruction, they need very specific instruction if they're going to produce output that is actually useful for a marketer. So, let's start with content and think about how we're going to use them for content. This is the most obvious application for these sorts of tools. For our first example, we're going to be creating a service page for a law firm, for example. So, we're going to start by asking, ChatGPT GPT for some keyword suggestions. So I might ask a phrase like, uh, can you tell me 10 le- Uh, keywords, a law firm from the USA should be ranking for on Google, it's going to give me some very, very generic keywords. Now I can improve the results I get from that by um, tailoring my prompt a bit. So for example, if I asked, can you tell me 10 keywords, a personal injury law firm in Texas should be targeting on Google, I'm going to get some better answers. If I uh, ask it, can you tell me uh, 10 keywords that a an auto accident attorney based in San Antonio, Texas should be targeting on Google, I'm also going to get some more specific results. Now, using this keyword research, we would then need to run it through a tool like SEMrush or Google Ad Planner, something that could give us keyword search volume. So we can double check that these keywords are actually going to be beneficial to us. Because just because chat gives us an answer, that doesn't mean it's the right answer. So we need to go validate this and check that these are in fact the right keywords to play with. But Let's imagine that we've got some keywords and we look at them, we say, hey, we're pretty happy with these. Now what we can do is move these over and say, right, we're going to choose some of these keywords, we're going to create a service page outline based on one or more of these keywords. So we can ask ChatGPT GBT, create a page copy outline for us, we want 600 words, uh, we want to cover this particular keyword and these keyword variants, and we want it to cover these particular uh, subtopics. Here are the USPs and the differentiators of our business. Here's the call to action that we want you to reference and then it can go and create that page outline for us. Now once we've got that we can move that outline over to surfer or another tool like that and use the AI there to guide us. You might be wondering why don't we just get the AI to generate all of the content for us. But if you do that, you'll see why the content tends to be fairly generic. If you give it tone of voice guidelines, for example, say so you say you well, you we want to make it fun and entertaining. Well, it's going to go way overboard, it's going to start acting like a clown or it's going to be very generic, but with some jokes thrown in. So generally what we find to be best is use the AI for outlines, and then you can use it to help you draft or um, ideate particular paragraphs or sections. And then you get a human who understands the business and the tone of voice to actually write that copy or at least edit it. Let's imagine that we're creating a blog next. So what we might do is uh, let's say that we're going to create a blog about dentistry. Now, because blogs about dentistry, uh, this is health. So this falls under Google's your money or your life um, sort of policy where Google makes sites that cover these topics work just that little bit harder um, to, to to get that ranking. We need to be really careful here because any incorrect content could potentially fall foul of the helpful content update. Um, Um, And we just want to be careful that we're publishing accurate information on topics that really could impact people's health. Last thing we want is to be on Google's naughty step or to get litigation from our uh, potential customers. Remember that chat GPT can often be a confident liar. So what we want to do is we want to start with some keyword research. Let's say that we want to find some common questions that people have about going to the dentist. This is a good way to identify different topics that we might want to start writing some content on. So let's say that we're going to say I want to write some blogs for a dentist in the UK. Uh, we're a private dentist, special specializing in aesthetic dental care what are some of the questions people are asking about going to the dentist it's then going to give us some different topics we can then choose one of those topics and go through the same process create an outline and then start creating each of the individual sections in that outline and drafting them in the chat GPT, and then rewriting them or giving them to a human writer to write. Now by specifying that we want questions rather than individual keywords, the AI is going to give us more than just some basic keywords, it's going to give us the sort of topics that people are asking for. Again, we want to double check these, just because these are questions that people are asking for doesn't mean that they are the best questions that you should be answering. Okay, so we need to make sure there's enough search volume, we need to do some searches on Google to double check that actually, this is the sort of thing that has some sort of commercial intent, i.e. people are going to be turning into customers, if they search this, and do we actually have a chance of ranking for these as well. So it's not just enough to say, hey, ChatGPT, give me a topic, great, that looks really good. It was given to me very convincingly, let's go and write a whole bunch of stuff on this topic, we want to actually validate that that is a good and useful idea. Now, I don't know if you saw recently, but um, there was a finance site that had used uh, generative AI like ChatGPT to write some posts for them. And what they found is that the uh, the AI content was actually full of a few basic errors. Now Google hadn't picked up on these, so it hadn't penalized the site and there'd be no sort of negative fallout, but readers did. And there was a bit of a a bit of a hoo-ha As they might say about this. Um, I think they actually turned off the AI generated content after that, but it was a bit of an issue. Now we found a similar thing when we were recording the video version of this, we actually went through this process of using the AI to generate a a blog about um, fear of going to the dentist. And one of the stats that it put in the content actually turned out to be wrong when we went back and double checked it. And whilst it was only a minor case, this is the sort of thing where you've really got to be careful, because it will just throw out stats and you don't have any idea if they're real or not. Just because it's written them doesn't mean that it looks legit. And it's like any BS right that they, they they only need to say a few truths and you start believing them and then they can weave in some lies casually and you believe the lies just like you believe the truths. so you got to be really careful with this stuff and it's not too much to say you need to fact check every single statement that is coming out of these ai tools if you're going to be publishing this content on your website because your business's reputation is too important not to all right let's talk about the use of ai to help with ppc campaigns you can use ai to help with google ads or Microsoft and Bing Ads by creating ads. You can give it your homepage or you can give it other pages on your site. You can either throw in the copy if you're using Chat GPT or give it the URL if you're using Bing Chat and ask it to come up with ideas for PPC ads. You can ask it to come up with ideas for headlines, target keywords, and ad copy. And all of this is very, very quick to do. You can ask it for inspiration on the types of keywords that you might want to be searching. But from our experience, this never beats manual keyword research because it doesn't have a good idea of the volumes. It doesn't really know which keywords have the most commercial intent. It's good. It's Fairly convincing, but PPC, the difference between profitable PPC and average PPC, which is typically break even at best is those fine margins It's knowing that just because people are searching for this topic doesn't mean that this should be the ad that we should be running or this should be the keyword that we're targeting so you can use these tools fantastic for brainstorming and what we'll often do is get it to write a whole bunch of headlines which will give us some ideas and then we use our sort of expertise about knowing what actually gets clicks to run through and take aspects of those headlines So it's a very quick way of get collecting lots of ideas, particularly if you're working on a setting up a new account, or you're working on a business that you haven't been working with for a long time, getting a whole bunch of ideas just ready made for you is a great way to get the creative juices flowing. But Like I say, it's very rare that you would just take that output and just plug it into your ad platform and off you go and that that's going to generate good quality results because it is designed to be distinctly average. That is the whole point here. It doesn't know what a good PPC ad versus a bad PPC ad is because it's just been trained on ads, right? So the good versus bad bit is up to you or your marketer. So for example, what you might do is you might uh, have a look at some ads and you might see that, okay, competitors are referencing these sorts of USPs, competitors are using these sorts of offers, and all of these make these ads a little bit more enticing. So what you can then do is either make those adjustments yourself in your ad copy, or you can go back into chat GPT and start refining your prompts, giving it the sorts of things to use, giving it the USPs, giving it the, the, you know, the, the offers or the standout things that you've noticed seem to be drawing your eye and helping it to come up with better ad copy. So it's best to have some human input here. You're not just going to be publishing any G- GBT produced ads, unless you want really crappy CBAs. <laughs> okay, let's talk about how to use it with writing emails. Exactly the same as with ads. You can have it create body copy, subject lines, preview lines, whatever you like. You can take blog content, you can copy blog content from your Uh, from your blog, obviously, and you can throw it into ChatGPT and say, hey, ChatGPT, write me an email promoting this blog, and it will do exactly that. That's cool it's a good start, you're going to want to tweak it. That's This is the theme here, you're going to want to tweak that. It's going to be okay. And if you ask it to match the tone of voice from the blog, that's also going to help you to create uh, an email that is a little bit more, maybe personal, a little bit more human sounding than it would otherwise. Um, you can also then ask it to generate some subject lines and preview lines. The preview lines are those lines that, you know, if you're using Gmail, you see the subject and then you see a little bit of text copy um, next to the subject. And it looks like that's the Start of the body copy of the email, but actually, that's a separate preview um copy. It's a little bit like a meta description for email. But anyway, you could have Chat GPT start creating that for you as well. Now you could even have it start creating email sequence outlines for you. So let's say that you've got a re-engagement sequence that you're going to be running. So you want to get people who haven't been responding to your emails to uh, re-engage with you, start opening your emails, you want to offer them some sort of tantalizing offer to get them back reading your emails so that you can either start sending your normal broadcast to them, or you can delete them off your list. If those people are just totally unengaged, and you want to improve your deliverability long term. So you can use these tools. And you can say chat GPT helped me create a reengagement sequence, of course, knowing that it actually has no real idea what a decent reengagement sequence does, how many emails there need to be in that re-engagement sequence, it can take summaries of the information. Information that is read on the internet and sort of combine this into here's what I think a good re-engagement sequence looks like. But remember, it has actually zero experience of creating a re-engagement sequence, and this is one of those topics where there's a lot less information online than there is about some things like hey, writing page titles. So it can be a lot worse at creating this sort of niche marketing activity than it can, for example, coming up with blog ideas because it's seen thousands, millions of blog posts, but it hasn't necessarily seen millions of re-engagement sequences sent by email. So another area where you're going to need some human intervention here. One thing it can be really good at is repurposing content. You can put new content into ChatGPT. You can ask it for ideas for video scripts, TikToks, ideas for social media, that can be a really good thing. And it can give you plenty of ideas. Now, again, it doesn't necessarily mean that those are going to be great straight off the bat, but it can give you those ideas, which you can start to sort of massage and tweak and optimize. It can also be great for updating old content. So let's say that you've worked with Exposure Ninja on fix your marketing machine, and we fix your marketing machine, we've given you some brand guidelines and tone of voice. And what you want to do is you want to go through all of your old blog content and update it with your brand new tone of voice. Well, how you would do this is you would throw your old blog content into chat gpt you would throw your brand tone of voice guidelines into chat gpt and then you would say what i really want you to do is i want you to update this content with this tone of voice, it can do a much better job of that than it can with coming up with something from brand new because it's got plenty of stuff to work from. Generally, these tools work best when you give them more input. So if you give them the the content that it needs to update and the tone of voice it needs to update, there's a lot less sort of creativity, there's a lot less to go wrong between those things, right? All you're doing is multiplying these things together. And that basically is AI's superpower. It's taking lots of information and combining it very quickly. So another, um, the final use that we're going to cover today, another thing that can be fantastically useful, and we see this with GPT-4 coming, where it's going to be able to understand what's in an image and translate that. These tools are fantastic at understanding lots of information. You can th- Throw lots of info at them, and they can summarize them very nicely. This can be really useful as marketers, whether you want to understand this marketing book, or whether you want to understand, uh, you know, you've just been given a product release, Uh, that you need to go live within five minutes, and you need to try and summarize some information from that press release. And you need to put some bullet points out for a social post. It's really good at just taking that information, distilling it and giving it straight to you. There was a fantastic example in the GPT-4 demo where uh, they'd given a, a whole bunch of tax info, and it basically just calculated someone's taxes very quickly. That is perfect AI implementation. So let's say that we wanted to write a blog post about a new accounting thing or making tax digital, for example, which is an initiative in the UK, what you can do is just give it the content from the government website and say, write me an entertaining blog about this. And it's going to be able to do that really nicely and much quicker than a human can. So loads and loads of potential with these sorts of AI tools. If you use the above tips, then you're going to master it in no time. Let me know. I'm really interested to know your applications of AI, what you're finding the superpowers are and also the limitations. So if you've got any great AI marketing that you've done or that you've seen, drop me an email Tim at Exposure Ninja. Of course, don't forget to request your free website and marketing review if you haven't already. These are done by humans, not AI, we are working on it, but it's going to be a little while. So what happens with these free marketing reviews, you send us your website, we have a look at your site, we have a look at your competitors, what they're doing particularly well, what they're doing not so well. And then we map out your digital marketing priorities over the next six months, record all of this into a video for you, we send over by email, usually within two to three working days It's completely free of charge It's totally awesome. So you get this at exposure ninja.com forward slash review, exposure ninja.com forward slash review. If for some reason, we don't think the review is going to be most useful to you yet and um, then we have other resources which we send you so these might be some of our internal trainings that we give to our team they might be some case study stuff that's not published we might give you some of our training courses which are you know typically paid we might give you a massive voucher code or even a 100% free voucher code for some of these but go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review fill in the questionnaire and we'll give you the thing which is going to be most useful to your business at this point until next week see you soon